Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius! <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Cornelius. Yeah! My name is Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. Uh, one second, let's have a look at the time. The time is. The time is. Is it 5 to 1? 5 to 1? 5 to 1, baby. 5 to 1. You know that Jim Morrison song? Five to one, baby, one in five. No one here gets out alive. I am not familiar with that. <laughs> Jim Morrison, The Doors. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, the West Cork Beard Company. I would just like everybody to immediately pause this podcast, go on to the West Cork Beard Company and purchase something from them immediately, if not sooner, and then come back and straight away listen back to the podcast. Actually, you can do it while you're listening to it. It's, you don't need to actually pause to use the internet to buy something, do you? No. No, you don't. You don't. Um, so yeah, West Cork Beard Company, absolutely amazing. Get on it. Thank you to everyone for your continued support, guys. We are approaching 10,000 downloads. 10,000 downloads. I was just looking at the figures today and I was like, fuck, I can't believe that there's this podcast has nearly been downloaded 10,000 times. That to me is actually uh, like amazing. And I just want to say thanks a million to people for fucking listening because yeah it's just uh it's it, during lockdown it's been a fucking it's been a savior it's been a mental savior for me it's been a, like there's been no gigs and uh, until recently and the podcast this podcast has saved my life oh yeah gotta get it out <laughs> um a fasting update for those of you who are interested this week i reached my pre-covid weight of 14 stone and seven pounds um which is for the american listeners and there's about 10 percent of this podcast listening in america 203 pounds 203 pounds or 92 kilograms if you're uh, uh, one of these euro guys um i'm still fat though <laughs> do you know what i mean i'm still fucking i'm still fat um but i'm, st- I'm down 10 pounds from just fasting and eating whatever the fuck i want during my feasting period but um yeah yeah, so... Um, I can't believe you're lighter than me. Why, what are you? 100. You're a hu- you're 100 a hu- kilos. You're 100 kilos. What am I, I've written down here. I'm 93. 92, 93, is it? 90 God damn it. Yeah. What height are you? Like 5'11". Yeah, you're taller, you see. I'm 5'7". Mm. You've got the fucking, you've got the extra four inches. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only talking about height. Height. My wife would disagree. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know your wife and I can't... I can't speak for her under these circumstances. Lads, if you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. I have had two new five-star reviews in the last two weeks. So I'll just say, I'll tell you, they just fucking fill me with delight, to be honest. Um, I had one person just leave a, st- a five-star review and an- another person then actually write out a review. And I was like, yeah, this is class. This is what it's like to be alive. This is, you know... <laughs> Who needs money, you know, <laughs> when you get adoration from people that Better you Better be know. good than rich. Ah, that's it. 
Better be lucky than dead. That's another, <laughs> that's another old classic one. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring this week's guest onto the stage, okay? Um, I first met this guy, I'd say about a decade ago. We'll get into the figures. Right, right, yeah. Was it about a decade ago? No, well, maybe, maybe six years ago. Was it six years ago? Maybe I'm not great at time. It's I'm all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, about six years. So that's like that's slightly over half a decade ago. I met this guy, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, w- um, we've been good. We've been good friends ever since. And this evening, um, we were working with each other. We were doing a gig, uh, a stand-up gig over in Watergrass Hill, and he's staying in my house, which is a real kind of a traditional, like fucking stand-up kind of a thing where you'd be putting on gigs and you'd have comics staying with you. It really, is giving me kind of the vibes that. Purely platonic, baby. <laughs> There's going to be no sex. <laughs> well, if you ask really nicely, and I've if I'll have to wake Noelle up and ask her, I st- it'll, still <laughs> it'll still be no. It'll still be no. What time is it? It's one o'clock in the morning. The lady protesteth too much. Oh, text messages coming in at one o'clock in the morning. I mean, we're fucking, we're on fire here. It's one o'clock in the morning, and we've done a gig tonight, and we're 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 a little ropey. I'm a little ropey. I can't speak for you, obviously, Mustafa. You, you seem perfectly fine to me, to be totally honest with you. I haven't brought you on. Let me bring you on. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Mr. Mustafa Saeed. <sighs> Mustafa, Mustafa. Stop looking at the questions. Okay, you're sorry. trying to fucking sorry. read the questions. Sorry. See, like, and then the answers aren't authentic then because you're a, you all know, right, you're all right. form and like you're a clever guy. I know mm. you're a clever guy, so don't be trying to pull the wool over my eyes, Mustafa. If that really is your name, <laughs> actually, it's not your name. What's your real name? It's Wakar Ahmed, but Mustafa's good. Mustafa, cool. Um, Mustafa, you're a stand-up comedian. I am, and you're a doctor, a medical yes, doctor. That's right. Um, G- GP. I'm a GP. Yeah. And you're a black belt, black belt in jujitsu. Yep. And you're a, a fucking hilarious stand-up comedian. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything you can't do? Uh, yeah, I'm just clumsy and forgetful, and all the rest of it, really. Like uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not good at uh, changing tires. Right. I can't do that. Um, I'm pretty sure I can't put up a tent. Okay. You know, I mean in the camping sense well i'll tell you now anytime i've gone to a gp i've never actually needed them to change my tire or put up a tent i can't play golf like well mm. i mean I, maybe i can but i've just you've just no no just desire no interest well you're definitely uh, like i can only speak from experience of my own gp right you're and and others <laughs> that i've met <laughs> you're like no other general protection practic- practitioner practitioner like no other general practitioner that I have ever met in my whole entire life. You're an extremely unique individual. Um, but before we get into the questions, Mustafa, I want to play a little game with you. It's called a word association okay, game. Okay, okay. All right, I explained it to you prior. Um, basically, I'm just going to give you a word, and I just want the first word Richard. back. <laughs> are, you, are you reversing it on me? <laughs> Hot. <laughs> <laughs> We talked about before. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Okay. So here we go. You ready? There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. But I just want the first answer. One word within. Oh, was a right answer. <laughs> Toaster. Toast. <laughs> Echo. Cardiogram. Biro. Hieroglyphics. Love. I was going to say biroglyphics. <laughs> Hate. Bill Hicks. Legend. Weed. Plant. Stand up. Comedy. Amsterdam. 
museums. Religion. Ah, such a bad one. Ah, yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> Fast food. Delicious. Jiu-jitsu. Painful. <laughs> Painful. Now, I'm going to ask you to put the mic up a little bit up to your lips there because sometimes when I'm talking to the guests, they don't do that and the sound doesn't okay, come out yeah, that great. Yeah, yeah. Like um, are you tired? I'm not too bad. Yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty wired after the gig. Yeah, I'm wired as well. I'm wired as fuck. Um, just before I get into the questions there, I just want to tell the podcasters, can you describe what we did there about a half an hour ago with the, um, with the phone and with the music? Well, we were... Just talking about comedy and, and improv and how improv is really good for getting you into a flow state. And we were talking about uh, free, freestyle rapping. That's something I'm really interested in. Uh, I'm not sure I'm very good at it. Uh, but uh, I teach uh, improv rap class twice a week. <laughs> we host an improv rap. We call it a cypher. You know, cypher is just when... like. You just get people taking turns to rap, just like we were doing. I just think that is so... Because I tell you, I really enjoyed the exercise of it. But I just, like, I just think that's so cool that you you do that to improve your comedy game. That you're... It's like sometimes, it's like if you're, like, with sports, you know, if, yeah. if, 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 a, soccer, if a soccer coach goes to a different code altogether and picks something out, like take something from basketball and uh, applies it then to soccer. I'm always fascinated by that. And I just think like, like hip hop, like you're the same age as me. We're 44. You're recently married. Yeah. You're a GP. You're a ju- ju- black belt in jujitsu. You're a comedian with the last decade. Yeah. And you're the like one of the things that really uh, like I love about you is every time I meet you is you're always learning. And like fucking this now is just because it was great fun. It was great fun yeah, doing it. It's, like. it's amazing. And I mean, you can always get those comparisons. I was talking to you earlier about the gig mm. and like I had a new bit about being late all the time and how I'm, I'm always late for stuff and I don't care. And it was like a bunch of jokes that I kind of put together and it wasn't working. So I kind of switched to a different kind of joke and, I f- and it was quite a ranty joke and the crowd just picked up and then uh, I then switched to another ranty joke and it did very well as well. And I went, ah, that's that's a, that's kind of my strength is kind of when stuff gets ranty. Mm. But in not, not, not in a kind of uncontrolled way necessarily. And I think when, when you do freestyle rap and when you're just kind of flowing with it, I think that flow in the rant and the flow in the freestyle probably have some kind of relationship. Mm. You know, you're not thinking really. You're just... Uh, you know, I, I I have that bit. Uh, I, w- I was talking about um, how you know in Northern Ireland in the eighties we have white on white violence. Mm. You know, uh, that is my favourite kind. <laughs> you know, they called it the Troubles. In my house, it was the Golden Years. <laughs> it was like, Mummy, Daddy, what is Catholic and Protestant? They're like, shut up, we're on to a good thing here. <laughs> you know, like that bit is just boom, boom, boom. You know, it's yeah. that kind of that kind of Vitor Belfort UFC style if, if any of you, you, you <laughs> listeners are into that <laughs> but just that that straight blast of, of stuff you know yeah because it's like uh, every time we meet up we always go deep in comedy and like we were talking tonight and you were saying to me that you're trying to move away now from that kind of uh, your original type of 
comedy which is talking about being you know muslim talking about being irish but like you know the differences and the undifferences and mm. like you had some you've some great stuff about suicide bombers <laughs> as well like i mean like and it's it's like your opener is, is excellent like because just to describe you now to the listeners you're five foot eleven you're what's what's your heritage indian indian so you're uh, you're you, you you say brown yourself. I'm a brown yes, man. Yes, <laughs> and um, <laughs> only brown people can say that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah like yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> yes, you I can take, I've, I've ta- uh, Let me let me retract that. Um, but it's and now you're Cancel saying so Cornelius. He's cancelled. <laughs> Well, let me make it before Don't you really me. cancel Cornelius. <laughs> just proviso. Do not actually want Daily Mail article. Cork comedian insults. You need to ha- you need to be there to be cancelled, don't you? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I'm uncancelable at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> insults decorated medical doctor. <laughs> But like, what's great is that like, like, like you're you're saying, yeah, I'm moving away from that type of comedy now. When it's so like, I mean, it's it's so it's a it's a safe net, like you know. I I think it is. I mean, I I I think I was saying to you before. uh, I've been sort of doing a bunch of Zoom mics and a lot of bunch. I know a lot of comics don't like it, but I just love doing stand up so much. I mean, I mean, the difference between a Zoom mic and a real gig is your imagination and your perception really i mean you're still telling jokes in front of a room i mean it's not the same reactions you're getting but i i don't care i still do it anyway yeah. you're a full you're a full addict as well aren't oh you yeah yeah you're f- you're fucked like you're like me you're like there's a few of us out there that like we, like what i love about you and we were talking about this earlier on is like you you will drive to the tip of kerry for five minutes bro you see on the way here yeah <laughs> I was raging because I couldn't have any phone signal because I stopped the car because there was a Zoom mic based in Japan. <laughs> and I wanted to do the mic on the way to the gig <laughs> just to try out that an fucking o- joke. A fucking, was that an open mic or something? It was an open mic. In Japan. In Japan, Zoom. based on Japan. You're fucked. And I couldn't get any signal. And You're I was fucked. like, I fucking missed the mic. For fuck's sake, man. That's <sighs> that's a disease. That's an illness, man. You need, you're, well, you, I suppose you can always prescribe yourself well you no know. i'm 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 happy to yeah i'm stay at home and you're happy to to to, to die a comedian like Look, i mean I, I just really enjoy it like you know yeah. it's i remember the first time i ever did it i mean i sucked i mean like like we're talking about earlier i thought i was billy Connolly, like you know but yeah. uh the first time i did it i knew ah, this is what i want to do yeah yeah so that's okay i'm gonna ask the first question mustafa saeed who are you who am i <laughs> in name <laughs> so uh yeah uh mustafa said um the name came from it's actually the name and I d- this is a complete accident it's the name of a pro re- an american pro wrestler and even though i'm a big pro wrestling fan i actually didn't remember that as being the name mustafa said i kind of uh i used i used to do a bit of pro wrestling i was the evil i was the man i was like an evil kind of like a manager type figure. Mm. Like oh, I, I could w- see you as a manager. I was, yeah. I was, but I wasn't. I was the evil. It was the evil doctor who got turned <laughs> because he heard that the good guy liked uh, Chinese curry and not Indian curry, and I turned <laughs> heel on him. And so I played the evil doctor Saeed, and then so that was the, my character was called the evil doctor Saeed, and Saeed in Arabic means joy. 
but it sounds like such a, a brutal name. It does, like in Saeed, all the movies, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah, he's like yeah. You see, a lot of Saeeds are bad guys. It's in sad. Movies. It's got the word sad in nearly so. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, the evil doctor. So then I would play the evil doctor Saeed, uh, and I basically did an impression of my dad. You know, it was like <laughs> you people with your drinking and your dancing and you know, dr- you know, and having you know sex before the marriage. You know, so I did this like evil wrestling gimmick thing. And then, uh, so I played an incompetent Pakistani doctor, uh, and then I became an actual doctor. So I was your dad a doctor? Yeah, he was. And was his dad a doctor? No, no. And did your dad come to Ireland? Oh, my dad was a rock star. He came to the UK knowing zero English and having, like, I mean, barely any money at all. And he, because his family were all business people, and he wasn't really kind of into that. He was more of a well he went to med school you know and, and nobody else did that and he he came to the UK he came to Doncaster and he didn't speak any English he learned English and worked as a junior dog's body doctor he, and he learned English from the BBC he taught himself English from the BBC and he, he from just watching just shows watching TV wow you know so and you know, obviously a hyper hyper intelligent man well I mean yeah yeah, I guess. I mean, you never think your own dad's hyper-intelligent. I mean, I lost no. him a couple of years ago, so now everything he says is like kind of like an Obi-Wan message. Yeah. And, you know, it's yeah. all, it's all it's, you know, so much he's, he's taught me about how to be a doctor, how to be a professional, how to be a, you know, a good person or whatever, mm. or what he thought a good person was, which probably was a pretty good person. You know? Yeah. Again, you know, you're, you, you always kind of have that uh, Freudian conflict with with your dad yeah do you know oh well, i do want to think about having sex with my mom now <laughs> <So>. <laughs> listen man it's not all it's cracked up to be us <laughs> 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 um so <That's> very <laughs> loud laugh <laughs> um yeah keep it down you'll wake up yeah. my kids my wife will kill me um so you're you're a do- did you always want to be a doctor uh, yeah, I don't think you really have much of a choice when you're an Asian kid. It was it's just you're just bombarded constantly. Really? Because that's oh, a stereotype. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, it's you know, is it is it like obviously? But that stereotype is often based on perce- high percentage of something being. It's this weird, situation. weird thing because my nephew has decided he's not going to university, and I was like, "What about med school?" And he's like, "Because he's like just a straight A student, you know." Yeah. And he's like, "I don't want to be a doctor," and I'm like, "Yeah, but if you go to med school, you can do what you want." He's like, that's five years of my life, and I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah, just go to med school, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Just sound like my dad. It's, it's like almost this kind of drive for. I mean, med school. I don't know if you say med school is excellence. It's, it's a certain amount of safety that you know you have as a doctor. You know, I can all, I can always work mm-hmm. unless I really mess up. Yeah, you know, I can always work as a doctor. So I think, I think Asian parents probably you know, push, you know, something that they think is safe and at the same time, you know, it has some gravitas to it as well. It does. You know, so... Like you're you're one of the only comedians that I know that turns up to gigs in Jags. <laughs> 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 most, most are getting... I'm not an animal. <laughs> <laughs> like you turn up to a gig in a j- and like the, the gig we did tonight, you turned up in a rental car because your Jag is, is in being serviced. Like, yeah. st- like just... Uh, but I love it because we're the same age and... You're a you're a GP. You're a doctor. You've gone to college, but is that your ambition? Is that what you want, or is is, me- is is what is medicine what I want? Or would you prefer to if comedy like because you're working really hard on comedy, you're over and back, 
to like you're every time I meet you, you're studying something. You've done a course. You're over and back to to America. You've studied with the the, the improv with that famous school. What's the name? Second City. Second and City. And trained at the Annoyance as well. I mean, I'm doing a lot of courses with the Maydays at the moment as well. They're incredible. Strongly recommend the Maydays courses online. And like to like to me, like you're you've got the you've got the discipline and you've got like I suppose your medical background and your upbringing of like studying is 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 pushing you towards learning that kind of stuff which is fantastic it's something that i wouldn't do or i haven't done but not for any reason any that i can think of why i'm not i haven't but it's just but it's impressive when i'm when i'm talking to you about it but my question really is if you had the option and if if the option was given to you in the morning to not practice medicine and you could be a comedian full-time comedian on your own terms mm. but you know th- the money would be half what you're earning now as a, as a gp would that be something that you would be willing to do or is is comedy for you i think being a 44 year old who likes to drive his jag um <laughs> yeah oh yeah listen you know money is to fuck to it. To i tell you what it's, gra- it's grand when you don't have money yeah. but when you get a taste yeah, of what it, it's of hard it's hard to let go it then it, it is i mean i think i sort of said who's i talking to today about about who's our mc today laura o'mahony La- laura o- shout out to laura o'mahony she listens to this podcast all the time uh, I, I was gonna call fantastic Mah- comedian mahoney which is mahoney if you were in new york she'd be laura mahoney mahoney and there'd be no o mahoney Get up on stage I'm, I'm there and host it. Police Academy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Mahoney. Oh Gutenberg. Yeah. Gutenberg. Good in the full Gutenberg. Um, like whoever, like the, the guy, the, what was the name of the guy that did the voices? Jonesy. Michael, what was he? he, was, he does Winslow or something like Michael that. Winslow, that's yeah. it. He was kind of touring in all these backward places in Ireland <laughs> a couple of years ago. I was like, that's the guy from fucking Police Academy. And he's like, Burr, County Offaly, Michael Winslow, the voices from Police Academy 6. Wow. I was like, Jesus. That's something. What's he getting there? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in answer to you, I mean, I said, I was saying, uh, like, like, since I started to do comedy, I mean, as much as I thought I was going to go into comedy and somehow, you know, become the next Richard Pryor or something mm. like that, you know, like we all want to do, um, I found, especially with improv, that I was becoming a better doctor um, because of the skills I was learning in comedy. I think... I think a lot of times in medical school, you know, you know, to get into medical school, you got to be the smartest kid in your class, you know, and it, you don't have to be the sm- the the you don't have to be the smartest, you could still be the best, you know, you can be the smartest or the hardest working. Or I was always a hard worker. I don't know if I'm that smart really, but um, but I always worked hard. And uh, but you know, when you get to medical school, like you are not the smartest kid in the room anymore. And pff, I mean the amount of work you have to do as a student and and it, there's a real culture of excellence and doing well and you know not failing and getting everything right and you know in medicine obviously you can't you know it's people's lives you're dealing with and people's health so mistakes are not really uh, you know on the table especially at the start in medical mm. school you know you know in real life things are real real life but i mean but when you're in medical school there's that kind of you know you cannot make this mistake this is a problem you know and and that creates a certain kind of creature, you know. I mean, I was really depressed all the time. Like I was really just in a in a really awful state, and and made some really awful choices. 
uh, and I actually was doing comedy and improv in particular. They just helped me to kind of, and there's a great term they use in improv, being more interested than interesting, and sort of looking outside myself a little bit and, and looking at how I can kind of build relationships with people as opposed to arguing with people. And and I think that really helped me as a doctor. You know, I, wow. I think I think... I think that as a doctor, when I try and collaborate with a patient, it's that feeling you have when you get an applause break. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? The, the best feeling in comedy. Wow. You know, it's or, or when you're doing improv and you're in the, you know, the, everything's going well, or when you're rapping and you're just flowing. You had that moment, you know what I mean? Mm. And And I think if you can do that with a patient, with a human being who is coming to you, because they're concerned about something and if you can help them feel a little bit more in control of their situation then that's a gift I've gotten from from improv and stand up and clowning and physical theater and all that good stuff you know and I think I think comedy has helped me to become a better doctor so I get so I mean obviously you know I can afford all the toppings on the pizza yeah. you know uh, you're like the Patch Adams of the North. Uh, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but but there's there's a there's there's just I mean, there's an exhilaration you get yeah. f- from when you're just talking to a patient, and it feels like you're both better afterwards. You know? I'd say there's healing in healing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, was like I was never that good at the science stuff. Like I was, ju- well, it was good. I mean, I was passable, you know. Yeah. Well, you have to fucking. Well, you have to be passable, to yeah. but it was never like a. Right, he's not too good at biology, nev- but yeah. he's all right. Come on. No, but I was never like a rock star in in in, in the medical school. Like yeah. I was never one of the big me- the medal winners, as they say. And, uh, but now that I'm actually interested in the patients more, now I actually am pretty good with the science. Mm-hmm. Do you now? I'm kind of going, all oh, right, you know, Mrs. Smith has this kind of weird coronary artery disease. Maybe I should I should brush up on my cardiology just so that I understand how I can be more informed and be a better, you know, doctor for her, you know. Do you work in a, pac- a practice? I'm a, but because of comedy, I don't work in an individual practice. Because the thing is, if you work in an individual practice, like, if I was a salaried doctor, as the way I would put it, is, you know, I would have a, I would get six weeks off a year, do, you know, take bank holidays off and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Whereas I couldn't just say, I'm going to Amsterdam to do jokes for three days. Yeah. At a, at a week's notice. I'm going to Cork. Are you like a gun for hire? So I'm a mercenary, I'm a, I'm a, a mercenary doctor. I'm a Ronin. Nice. Yeah. So how does that work then? Like, So basically, if practices, if, if GPs want a day off or want to go to a meeting or somebody's sick, I would. I'm like the substitute teacher doctor would be a less glamorous way to put and it. And is it? Are they? Are you? Did they pay you individually? Then like. If yeah, yeah, I get paid. Wow, I, I so that's great. Money. So that's that's actually I mean, like fucking I, I, ideal. Well, I get about. Well, you talked about money. I mean, I talked about. I think I get about half. If I was a partner, I'd have to like kind of. If I was a partner in practice, you have to kind of run a building. You got to pay staff. Yeah. You know all that kind of stuff and of rates course. and all that. So I don't have any of that stuff. Yeah. So. Because I don't think, um, I mean, Paul Cena, I read he's a, he was a GP and he left general practice because he was making more money. Um, 
I guess, and he also said he couldn't keep up with the studies and all of that stuff. Are you still doing Botox and stuff like that? <laughs> I remember you. I, I remember I you was, telling me that the last time. I was. Time. Yes, I do. I do Botox. <laughs> Call out for Botox. Fucking brilliant, man. Well, it's a little bit more complicated with COVID, like. You of know, course, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit harder to do, but it's. I don't know. It's. Uh, it's like a weird skill I learned because my, <laughs> my, my my friends were all my friends were <laughs> hospital doctors and they're junior doctors. We're all driving sports cars. And I said, hey, you should do Botox. All our juniors are driving sports cars. And they went, oh, sh- I'll look into it. It doesn't seem to be a, a good thing for people, but what do I know? You know? Well, I was at a wedding recently, and there was a load of women there were talking about ha- ha- that they had got Botox for the wedding. I was like, what the it's fuck? It's really common now. It's super common, but like highly profitable as well. Like, Ugh, Not really. Not really. Because when I, would, when I did Botox, there were like five people in Northern Ireland doing it. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. So and it's so now, l- now everybody does it. All the yeah. nurses and beauticians even do it and stuff. So, Mustafa, so I'm gonna. I'm, we're, we're, let's move on, right? I want you to talk about how we first met. Okay. I think it's a. I think it's a nice story. I actually wrote a poem. You wrote a poem about it. Yeah. So I was looking for it today, um, I, but I couldn't find it. So we were doing a gig for our friend Richie Sheehy, Cork's biggest Two Liverpool gigs. fan. Two gigs co-head because Richie she he's a sweetheart he said you're gonna headline and I'm guessing he said the same thing to you yeah and he did. <laughs> so he said you are co-headliners but Cornelius is slightly more headline <laughs> but I was which I was cool with and uh because you're a lot more experienced than me uh, in this game and um and we did we, yeah we we hung out in, in Amsterdam and we we shot the shit of it comedy and the Wim Hof method and just just kind of I was I was indulging in different type of Wim Hof methods at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you all about this breathing as uh, breathing exercise as I was doing a different type of breathing exercise. <laughs> yeah, it was good, wasn't it? I mean, I remember doing that. The first gig we did was in that little cafe down in the red light district. That's right. That's right. And there was like a cafe, and then at one side of it, there was a woman. There was a prostitute on either side. On of either the side bar. of it, it was called selling their I wares. I was talking to somebody about this. What was it called? It was called foreplay comedy. Yeah, for play comedy. And, and Richie Sheehy, <laughs> the little rock star that he is, and he is a complete legend, um, in my opinion. Um, and I would second that opinion. But uh, he he was a tour guide, mm. and he used and he just forced all of the people on his tour to come to the gig, and that was like a tiny little room. Oh my god! And it was queued out the door. Yeah. And we were we were telling jokes a cappella because yeah. it's Richie Sheehy yeah. you know that was one of my favourite gigs oh of all time oh my god man. and we murdered we absolutely destroyed the room yeah. murdered that room and yeah. and then we did Boom Chicago and it yeah. was uh, I died in my hole in Boom well, Chicago well you didn't down your hole I don't think but do you know what happened to me there now right in Boom you Chicago you lost your temper <laughs> you <laughs> lost your I remember <laughs> go on talk you, about it there was, a, there, was, there was some guys talking and you went, you you <laughs> went Defcom, you went Defcom forum. You you lost your shit, bro. You <laughs> screamed at them, and then you kind of went back to normal, and everybody was kind of like, eh, okay. <laughs> and you got him back. You got him back to an extent. You got him back. Yeah, to an extent. but not. To, I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I kind of have that shit. fucking blanked out of my memory. <laughs> <laughs> so forgot for some reason in when Amsterdam. We, we had fucking, I'd headlined the night before in that cafe and I fucking destroyed it and I, I was know. like, yeah, I'm the shit and then I smoked way too much weed during the day and... you think that would make you calmer <laughs> somehow? <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, but you do that, I mean, it happens whenever you, you kind of 
because you are very funny and you're very in my opinion and you're uh and i i think we can both agree that you're you have a very spontaneous kind of set so whenever <laughs> whenever you had that uh impetus it uh yeah it, it, it exploded <laughs> all over his face um yeah, it was w- it was w- it was a w- it was a wonderful few days. Actually, I remember I remember it, I remember it fondly, it and it was great. the it was the start of our enduring love affair, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are tonight. Now we in, in my kitchen at coming up to half one. Um, the male gene. The male gene, the XY chromosome. So what what do you what do you want to know about like DNA RNA and protein? I mean, just like uh, yeah, give me what a it is bit what it is science. to be about what, what is what it is to be a male? Yeah. Uh gosh, I don't know. Is it hard? Is it difficult? Is it hard to be a male? I think it's probably a lot easier. I mean, we get it a lot easier than women in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, we get paid more to do the same thing. You know, I mean, I think I think culturally, especially in my religion and Islam, uh, well, the religion I was, I was raised in, I would say at least. Um, I mean, like there's that stuff they were talking about with the Taliban. You know, whether, are they going to allow women to be in politics? And I'm kind of going, of course they're not. You know, that, that's just not how... I mean, over I in Afghanistan at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, there, there's a tragic stuff. Maybe it's not right. I know this girl, and she was uh, related to me, and she was like a like a genius. She was a proper genius. Mm. She was headhunted by one of Oxford or Cambridge, okay, and she she was she was doing research that was that was good for humanity. And she became like this super religious person, and she quit because she was convinced that a woman's place is in the home. So I think the male gene can be hijacked by lots of males. I mean, the I mean, wha- your reaction to that was my reaction to that, and I just thought you you could have you've you've this gift and you could help so many people, but but the male gene as as you describe, and I don't want to speak disparagingly because i have a couple of them you know but you know you can you can that's that's a real i think that's an example of super toxicity of, of mega toxicity really because mega toxicity is a weird term but um i think you know that, that that's a way it can go bad i i don't know i mean i think i think i think but like just speaking about that girl there now so she she became so engrossed in the religion and the teachings of the religion that she felt that her place was in the home, in the home as a homemaker, supporting her non-genius husband, supporting her non-genius husband, and having babies. Yeah, and like, but that that that's a how did how did she go from this is this is how how did like the, where did the path lead from when she was in Oxford working on as you said. Like stuff that's benefiting humanity. Yep. Research that's benefiting humanity. How do you go from there to a a kitchen in Kabul? I. Well, she's not in Kabul. I know. I'm just. I know. Met- Metaphorically. But she actually does live in the Middle East now. Does she? Yep. But I can't explain that. I mean, I used to be very religious that way. I used to do my five prayers yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I used to do Ramadan and 
you're involved with science and a lot of that stuff kind of you start to question it yeah. i mean it's heartbreaking when you question it because it's, it's stuff you believed in but you, you sort of question it more and more and and you know would you say you're an atheist or would you say you're agnostic i i think i think i'm uh i i don't know i i'm not i'm not a good diagnostician i think uh i think i'm a that's a great uh, answer <laughs> I, 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 I mean I, I I think it's not usually a good thing to do, but I think when it comes to that stuff sort of stuff, you just have to take it day by day and see, yeah. what, see what you think. Nobody that's fucking knows anyway. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, the thing. Uh, like that's that, 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 that's the thing. I mean, I'm not, you know, I I don't like. Maybe, maybe I should be. Maybe I should have. Maybe I'm too. Uh, maybe I, I I'm I'm too. Maybe I'm vacuous. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the term or, or too um, gaseous or something like that. I certainly gas. Eat a lot of curry, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you you get what I mean. I don't like to have a strong. I used to. Be, I mean, I think I went through my Richard Dawkinsy phase. Yeah. And then uh, it was actually Charlotte, my wife's father. Uh, he's not no longer with us, sadly. But he said the problem with Richard Dawkins is he's telling you what's wrong. He's tell. He's accusing you of having thoughts that you're not supposed to have. He. he that's a bad way to put it. He he's telling you how to think. Basically, he's telling mm. you that if you don't think the same as him, you're wrong. Yeah. Do you know? And the, the, and he actually, I I got it now. Delete, re-edit. No, you don't actually do that. Well, yeah. He said he said that the problem with Richard Dawkins is that he's yeah he's policing your thoughts. Yeah. You know. And if you're not in line with his way of thinking, then you're wrong. Then you're wrong, and you you have no reason to think that way. Yeah. And everybody has a re- I, you know I, th- I I'm a big fan of the Z Dog MD. I strongly recommend you check out his social media, and he's a, he's a doctor based in uh, America, and he does like like hip hop music for doctors and stuff. But he has a really great phrase. He talks about the whole COVID stuff and everything, um, and he, he says that you know people always act. Uh, you know, in the best, you know, people always do the best they can with the information that they have. Mm. You know, people people are always doing their best, but with the information they have. Do you know? So, I mean, I think I went through my Dawkinsy phase, and then I just realized, you know, uh, there's a thing my old man used to say, and I think this is my real kind of mantra for life, for religion, as it were. He always just says, "There is much more you don't know than you do know." Mm. You know, whenever I was showing off about how much I knew about like endocrinology or cardiology that week or you know, how much I was studying about something and I felt like I was real shit hot at something. There is always much more you don't know than I do know. So then okay. I, so That's humbling you straight away. Like, isn't right, it's it is. Like and it's, it's like I say, I sort of joke that I, I, don't, I don't ask questions. I try and avoid giving a diagnosis and I don't give any advice as a doctor. You know, <laughs> but but the diagnosis thing comes down to you. I mean, there could be more to it than you can see. There's always more than meets the eye. Yeah. There's more than you know. And I think whenever you say, oh, well, I'm an atheist or I'm a, I'm, agn- I'm agnostic or I'm a critic. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I mean. Well, it's like this. Like, I mean, I would say if, if someone said to me, what was I like 10 years ago? I would say I, I, I'm, I'm, I am definitely a different human than I was 10 years ago. Sure. But I was just as authentic in my own mind ten years ago yeah. as I was now. Absolutely. But like, like people evolve, yeah. you know, and they get better or they get worse, but they evolve. But they change, and they, they definitely change. change. They change. But yeah. I mean, you have, I mean, you were, we were sort of talking about stuff you were studying and stuff you were interested in, and I mean, to me, 
you seem a you seem a lot calmer than the guy I knew ten years ago. You mm-hmm. seem my kids have wore me down. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe I'm that's smoking, what it I'm is. smoking a lot more weed. <laughs> maybe that's what it is too. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I was um, fuck it, I, I definitely f- like w- what lockdown has done for me is it's it's made me um or COVID, it's made me analyze an awful lot of stuff, a lot of my own behavior yeah, and yeah. Uh, and a lot of, and I I'm just um, I suppose, like minding my kids has definitely changed me as a human yeah compared to it it really has and you have to be more patient and you have to be more resilient and you have to be more understanding and um i don't know as long as i'm funny on stage i don't give a shit oh you are funny as (laughs) well um tell me we'll move on to the last question tonight's gig talk about tonight's gig. what was it like for you interesting it was interesting tell me everything so starting off i thought the mc was was pretty amazing she was really fluid on the mic she was excellent you know and the the crowd really enjoyed her yeah what i could see you know she kept thinking laura manning laura manning O'Mahony. O'Mahony. yeah no she's excellent i do the improvised pantomime with her as well yeah uh, every year and she is a ball of creativity a ball of creativity that's what you want in improv yeah yeah and also one of the most naturally do you know like a lot of times with comedy it's contrived right 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 she's a naturally funny comedian yeah you, she's the same off stage and on yeah, stage yeah you and can that's she's actually that's hard i have to say and this is kind of a weird thing to say julie J or headliner she is the same on stage and off stage yeah yeah i would have said that she, yeah. she uses the term gas all the time you know she says, oh that's gas she mm. says that on stage all the time so she's actually it's really interesting because her personality off stage and on stage I think my personalities are I, I don't know well I think you your act I know you know your act more than I know your act but like you play a character almost like, like you, you know you play a character of, of yourself right um to distribute your jokes and I think it it works so well I think I think it really does I think you're like and, and tonight was an interesting one for you because I remember you s- you were saying you send me a message. What kind of material can I do? And I was like, "You just do whatever material you want to do." Like, you know. Well, that came from my friends who were at the Standhal Festival recently, mm. which was a music, which was a the thing was a music festival with lots of children around, and they didn't have any clean material. So I was sort of like, "Oh, is this like kind of an outdoor festival thing?" Because I didn't know what the format was. But what was impressive about about your performance was because you were the opening act. Like Laura o- hosted and was excellent, and then you were the opening act. And I all and I and I mean this. Being asked to be the opening act is a really, it's a kind of, it's a kind of a, it's a kind of a compliment, but like also kind of a a knife in the back at the same time. Do you know well, what I mean? I mean, I remember I used to run, run Yardbird comedy back in the day and, uh, and yeah, you would always ask somebody to be the opening act, but you'd also have to pick somebody good. You have to pick know, someone good. You have to pick somebody good and you're absolutely right. It's kind of like. They're taking one for the team. For the benefit I of the I night. remember the guy who I used to always pick for the opening act if he was there, and he is a rock star at the moment, and it was Aaron McCann. And it felt like, you know, he was like an X-Wing fighter going to go and destroy the Death Star. Mm. I said, I'm putting you on first, Aaron. Don't let me you down, know, son. You know, and he was just They're like, you know, red leader going at red, red five. I'll flash in. you in eight minutes, Aaron. Oh, man, he was, you know, he was just, uh, you could just see what, I'll do it for you, mate. And, yeah. and you know, he'd be... And he, you could just see he knew the weight of the gig was on his shoulders. And I'll tell you what happens, right? If you're if you're good at opening and I and you open tonight and you you killed it, 
if you're good at opening and then you get asked to open for a while and you continue to be good, the next the next move is closing. Well, that's, that's, that's I my think I've got to get my time up. Well, you'll right. have to get your time up, but it's, it, is yeah. the next, it is the next move. It is the next move. Or else closing the first half, you know. Um, and anyway, you, you opened. You were telling me you were going to try this newer material. You were about a minute or two into your set, maybe three minutes into your set, when you realized, hmm, the material isn't going to work on this crowd. So it was actually the first three jokes from... Because I actually know the times. Go, tell so me. So it was at three minutes I got the bit about my dad. That ends at three. And then, yeah, so it was at exactly three minutes or so. I had this bit where I talked about kind of being late. Hmm. And it just wasn't like i mean I, i'd sort of done bits of it before it never really hit hard but i kind of really liked it looking back i mean i don't know if a gig where i was being paid was the place to really workshop it but you know i'd done it a few times on zoom and i did it once in li- live and i thought you know i was going to do it and, and i threw the first joke and it was i can't remember what it was it was yeah it was that yeah it was it was i hate I hate being late, but I hate it even more when people remind me that I'm late. And the audience kind of looked at me like, you're one of those late assholes, aren't you? <laughs> you know, they, they look like people who had their shit together. Yeah. And I was going, yeah, I'm late for everything. I'm <laughs> late for the cinema. I'm late for I'm late for uh, the doctor's appointment, but it's fine because I'm the doctor. You know, so. Yeah. And they just looked at me like it was a piece of shit. And but you're just self-aware. Now, first of all, I, that's good stuff. The material is still strong, though. Do you know what I mean? As no, but it but it is the material is still strong. It's still it's new and you're you're working it out. But the material and the idea and the concept is still strong. But what I what I was impressed by mostly was that you were aware of what was going on. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then you just went right. Okay, I know what's going to make this happen. I know how I'm going to turn this crowd around. And you went into mat- a different material, different set, really old stuff into an old set that you have. Like it's like you've got three bullets in your gun. You know, and the first two. You know that that's a joke that's like we were talking about kind of doing lots of very Muslim stuff. So that was a very Muslimy terroristy joke. But I mean, I've done that joke, I've done that little little bit hundreds of times. Mm. You know, it's so reliable. And I love, I love. And then I got back into kind of new stuff. And you did, and that was that was what I was going to say. It was like it was you. It was like fishing. It was like you threw out the line, right, and there was nothing going on and then you brought the line back and you put a little fly on it and you threw it out and there was a little bit of a pull. You are such a stoner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like like you were fishing, Brad. But like, put the line out, man. Listen, man, I, all I can say is <laughs> it was inspiring. No, but it, yeah, you know, but it was good because like you, yeah. you, you brought it back and then when you had them laughing, you introduced in some new stuff then again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was, it's ballsy and it's great and it was like fucking, like I thought it was impressive but um, did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy I it? I loved it. I loved seeing, uh, like I said, I think I learned that I can uh, like throw a few pot shots at the start and then get into the round quick. Mm. You know, like I, I saw Martin D'Angelo, who I just think I saw. Like, like Martin I, Angolo. Angolo. Yeah. Um, he was excellent, wasn't he? Oh, my he? God. He was, he was, we talked earlier about kind of, what was it we talked about? Uh, professional jealousy. Mm. It's like, he is so good. He's like the Barry White of, of Irish comedy. Barry White he's, of he's Irish just comedy. like, like oh my god! He's no, he was he was he's excellent, and he's on Sky. He's doing Deirdre Kane's show on Sky, and he does too. Yeah. I mean, he was just like everything he said. 
just just destroyed the audience you know like even he's kind of kind of cutaway bits were just absolutely <sighs> killing it like yeah he was class and then so chris kent was on then closing chris the first kent act. Is just annoyingly good yeah chris is you just, know, he I just called chris the ghost clearly he just did a bit based on him parking his car mm. and did like four or five punchlines off that and i was like god damn fuck you man god and damn chris kent Parked your car in front of a shop, and everybody in the place knew you don't park your car in front of the shop. And he did like a whole bit based on that. And then, oh, come here, Mustafa. Um, we're going to wrap it up. Okay, you've been fantastic. Thank you very much. It's been super fun. Yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much. If you enjoyed this podcast, um, or if you enjoyed this podcast, you can rate, review, or subscribe to it on iTunes. Or you can tag me on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can tell a friend. You can, um, I don't know, you can just come down, knock on the door, and just say, listen, listen to the podcast. I think it's good. I'll take any of those. If you're looking for Mustafa Saeed, he's on Instagram. He's on Facebook as Mustafa Saeed. That's right, Mustafa Saeed Comedy. Mustafa Saeed Comedy. Um, check him out. He's a really, really, really good comic and a uh, good friend. And uh, hopefully, in the after this in the future, we'll do this again. Yeah? Yeah, 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 maybe, maybe, perhaps. We'll think about it. All right, we'll see you next week, lads. Peace and love.